Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We have another really special episode where we are sharing a portion of the That Sounds Fun tour live shows today from this past spring with you all. Hey, and just a reminder, my new 100-day devotional, Chase the Fun, comes out on August 2nd, but you can pre-order it right now and start that free audiobook right now if you want to. Just pre-order from wherever you love to buy books. We love our local bookstores. You can also order it wherever you love to buy books online. And then go to chasethefunbook.com, and all the information will be there about getting your free goodies, your pre-order goodies, like the free audiobook, like a couple of days ready for you to download and read as a PDF. And you could be on an episode right here with me on the That Sounds Fun podcast where I get to fun coach you. So all that is available for you at chasethefunbook.com. Before we dive into today's conversation, a quick word from one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. Okay, after the last couple of years, it is so understandable that people seem to be dealing with symptoms of burnout, right? Things like a lack of motivation, check. Feeling helpless, check. Or trapped, check. And major fatigue, check. I know people and me who are feeling some or all of those things. It's why I remind y'all to rest hard and play hard every weekend. I want each of us to do what we can to care for ourselves well. Another way we can guard against burnout is with therapy. My counselor has been a godsend for me, and I want you to have that same type of help available to you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That sounds fun, friends. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R- H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. Okay, so like you've heard me say, for the rest of this month, we are sharing part of two different live shows from the That Sounds Fun tour from this past February, March on each episode. So you got to hear part of the live show with Carlos and part of the live show with Liz on Monday's episode. And today you'll hear from Boo Mama herself, author, podcaster, and delight of a human, Sophie Hudson. And then you'll hear from one of my favorite couples, Levi and Jenny Lusco. Levi is the pastor of Fresh Life Church. 
Church and the author of The Last Supper on the Moon, among other books that I love. You'll hear us talk about it, but this book is fascinating. And Jenny wrote The Fight to Flourish, which I learned so much from. Together, they host a podcast called Hey, It's the Lescos. And needless to say, we had a couple of things to talk about and catch up on. So let's jump into portions of my conversations from the That Sounds Fun live tour with Sophie Hudson. That was so special. It was from the Strand Theater on the Square in my hometown of Marietta, Georgia. A huge night to get to be in that room with so many friends and have Sophie there with us. My family was there. Ugh, that Marietta show was special, and I'm thankful for it. And then we get to hear from Jenny and Levi Lesko from the live show at Reach Church in Everett, Washington. Man, we had such a good time that day. That church, that staff was so kind to us. And we could walk to like two different coffee shops. Very Seattle of us, I know. But both of these shows were two of my favorites. So I'm glad to put them together for you today on this episode. Will you please join me in welcoming tonight's live podcast guest, Sophie Hudson. Yeah! Hi! Hi! Thanks for doing this. Oh, I'm so So glad you're here. Thanks, Annie. Welcome. Thank you. Listen, uh, I just crossed off my, my primary worry of the evening. Which was, I was scared I was going to trip. Okay. Walking out. Right. I didn't trip. No. I mean, there's still time to fall. We, we've got, we have <laughs> I was some like, time. how have you had time to mark anything off? You just got here. <laughs> well, listen, I got out here and that was really the primary goal. So I need you to I tell think... everyone your weekend plans because they are stunning. Okay. So. She says yes a lot is what I'm about to tell I you. I really don't though. So here's what happened. I agreed to speak in my hometown at a church tomorrow morning at 10. Now, where's your hometown, Sophie? In Meridian, Mississippi. Okay. So that is far from here. If you're needing yes. some help on maps, that's not here. So, so originally Melanie, my friend, Melanie Schenkel, who I, I did yes. a podcast with, yes. she was, she thought she was going to come. And then because we are not great detail oriented schedulers, <laughs> she realized she was previously committed to speak in Dallas. So it was, but initially I thought, okay, so Melanie can fly to Birmingham. We'll drive to Atlanta together. She'll go back to Birmingham with me. And then I'll make her go to Mississippi with me. And that way I have somebody in the car. Well, I am alone, as it turns out. <laughs> I'm alone. And so I'm driving back to Birmingham tonight and then driving to Mississippi in the morning. Yep, normal. And then I'm driving to Auburn for a show choir competition. So. <laughs> And then Sunday, you will be... I will rest. Yes. Uh, I will rest. Mm -hmm. So I'm in my hometown tonight. Yes, you are. You are in your hometown tomorrow. I am. Tell me what you feel. Have you done a lot of things in Meridian? I really have not. I've done a couple of things. I spoke at my my daddy and my mother-in-law's church because they go to the same church. Oh, that's nice. Martha. We all know her. Yeah, Martha. Yeah. So I spoke at their church back in September, I think. Okay. But I really have not done a whole lot there. So this is a church I did not attend growing up, but I did go to the singing Christmas tree there um, when I was a child. So uh, also a friend of mine, this is one of the things you love about growing up in a small town. Yeah. A friend of mine's daddy was the pastor there when I was in junior high. Yeah. And John was an aspiring filmmaker. And so we actually made a movie called Zombie at the Parsonage. And (laughs) An aspiring filmmaker in uh-huh. middle school? Uh, uh, yes, in seventh grade. Okay. Uh-huh. 
And so we made a movie called Zombie, as you do, um, where the pastor lives. And so that's where I'm going tomorrow. So that's the... Zombie 2, Electric yeah, Zombie Boogaloo. 2, yeah. yes. The, the current pastor does not know what he has in store. But <laughs> anyway, it's great. First Methodist Marietta used to have a singing Christmas tree. Oh. All I wanted was to be on it. Oh, my goodness. Do, do people do that it. anymore? Do they still do that? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was always... Tell us when. We'll be there. <laughs> Sophie and I. Can we get tickets? I loved it. And they all loved were it. like matching cape kind yes. of things. That you know they're mimic- not called capes. You know what they're called. What are they called? Dickies. Are they? Yes. Wow. I didn't know. <laughs> but yes, they all wear matching those. Yes. Yeah. And Where would you have wanted to be? Not way up high. Everybody I watches a, that person because yes, they're by the star. Because you, you hope you have a good engineer in your church, right? Like you, hope, <laughs> you hope somebody is talented at building things. But anyway, so I can't wait to go back and just get to see the people that I've known all my life. There's something really sweet about that, you know? Yeah. Today, I got to see my middle school Sunday school teacher who also owns a frame shop. Yes, as she does. So she immediately took my, uh, whereas Annie F. Downs, Annie F. Uh Downs Day from Uh Mayor Tom Tomlin. Which reminds me, do we need to salute? Is that that the protocol? I'm not going to ask for that, okay. but I'm not going to hate it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but only today and only in 2022. So it's literally <laughs> only today. Next year on this day, they're giving it to my mother. I'm right, sure of it. Right. So she took my little piece of paper with all the information on it and yes. went and framed it for me and brought it back. I mean, you're and, just like, and then, oh, that only happens. Yeah. And in she's going to drop that off at the house yeah. when she has a chance. That's exactly She'll right. just run it by. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's just a gift. Don't worry about it. Don't, Don't worry about, about it. it. Don't, Don't worry about, about it. Uh-uh. Don't worry about it. She'll take her some cookies too, right. probably. A pound cake. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mom and dad already asked me if we wanted our friend Cookie uh-huh. to bring some food later. Right. Right. Because that's how, that's what a cookie does. Do you ever think about the names of the people you knew in your church growing up? Uh-huh. I've been on a whole thing about this recently and oh, I good. don't know why, but I've thought about all like the, the older women in my church, like Mavis Price and Bernice Nicholson. We don't have Bernices anymore, y'all. We don't. They've got to be looping back around. We're about to have a whole bunch of baby Mavises. We are. You're right. I love the name Mavis. I do too, actually. I love Mavis and Mabel and all those kinds of names. How did y'all pick Alex for your son? Okay, because we went through about 17 names before we could agree on one. After he was out? No, before. Okay, okay. I was like, well, y'all are like laying there? (laughs) You can't sort it out? I wanted to name him Sims, which is my middle name. Yes. No, that didn't. That's your maiden name. Yeah. That's, right? That, yeah, it's my maiden name. I thought you said middle name. I was like, no, oh, I probably did. Okay. It is my middle name now. But anyway, Who's sorry. On first? So I wanted to name him Sims, and David didn't like that. And then I wanted okay. to name him Henry, and David didn't like that. And then David wanted to name him something that I didn't like. And so it was just a lot of back and forth. And so we finally landed on Alex. But here's what's interesting in Mississippi, a lot of people, instead of saying Alex, they say Alec. Is that a thing anywhere else? No, because that's not his name. Alex? Don't tell Martha Hudson. (laughs) She calls him Alec. She does. His own grandmother. I know. Alec. It's just like a habit, I think, because there were a lot of Alecs in my hometown. I had a cousin named Tom Alec. It was spelled Alex. What? I don't know. What are you saying? I don't know. That does not make any sense, Sophie. <laughs> I know. Just a totally different thing. Just a totally different pronunciation. I don't so know. So when I come home, I've got to eat Gabriel's. That's like mm-hmm. the place I want to. Yes, it is. What is Gabriel's? Unbelievable. Johnny, who runs it, is Paula Dean's cousin. 
Oh, well, it's delicious. So you understand. You yes. understand. Uh-huh. It's the strawberry cake, but also okay. the green beans. <laughs> okay. Okay. When you go to Meridian tomorrow, yes. is there a place that you're like, I'm going to have fill in the blank? Is that still there? Well, there's one place that if I had time, but you know, I've got to leave and go to Auburn. Right, um, right. <laughs> but yes, there's a restaurant called Wideman's in Meridian that was okay. there. I mean, it's been there since the 1800s. And I mean, it's, they've redone it since then. <laughs> it's, I love the 1800s. So it was the late 1800s, but the 1800s. So the whole thing at Wideman's was it was a family-owned restaurant. They kept peanut butter in jars on the table. I didn't think about it as a child. That I'm thinking just, about it. That there was just peanut butter sitting out all day in, the, in jars. And then you got big baskets of like saltines and club crackers and all that kind of stuff. So it's... And been, you would just scoop the communal you, peanut butter? You would I scoop can't. the communal peanut It was a different day. It was I a different have, day. I couldn't have lived in the 1800s. And, uh, it was... This was, listen, this was the 1980s. I, but yikes. Yikes. <laughs> I did live through all of those. That was tough. <laughs> but, so I, wait, I can't move on. Yeah. You get a basket of saltines, club crackers, probably little oysters. Yeah. And then you, oyster crackers, not oysters. Uh-huh. And then a jar of peanut butter and you a, just put your own spoon in? So it was a ceramic. Uh, Y'all well, started like a, COVID. Like, no, we didn't. <laughs> because here's what they do now. So when I was growing up, it was a it was like a ceramic, handmade ceramic jar. Oh my god! That had Wideman's like in somebody's handwriting on the side. Uh huh. And then they when they redid it several years ago, now they have those same jars, but they put a plastic thing of peanut butter in it, and they swap it out every time it changes tables, which is probably the way to do it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I respect it's that. Probably, probably. But you better. can still do that. You still get the peanut butter. They in the still middle. bring you peanut butter ahead of time. That's awesome. Yeah. So I love going there. And yeah. They, and they have a menu that's about roughly 17 to 19 pages. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can get anything you've ever dreamed of. Like, they will make it for you. They will fry chicken. They will yeah. make shrimp and grits. They will make gumbo. They will do some sort of oxtail stew. Like, it's yeah. anything you can think of. There's a, a restaurant in, somewhere in South Georgia that has a TikTok. I don't know why, <laughs> why I'm telling the story. And they every day they go down what's on the, what you can go get. It's like a cafeteria. Uh-huh. And I'm not kidding you. I bet they have 40 things on there. Every vegetable, eight different kind of meats. Yes. I'm like, that, who's making that? it? Who is making all right. that? Right. You know, I'm a little obsessed with TikTok. Did you know that? Every night before I go to sleep, I watch TikTok. Sometimes to the point that I get that video that says, hey, it says, you've been scrolling for a while take now. A breath. Don't, you want to go to bed? Yeah, don't judge me. I just want to watch the TikTok. You don't, don't get to monitor it. You don't get to decide what I watch. And I'm how not I'm, 19. I'm 41. That's right. Let me be me. That's exactly okay, right. Okay, what are you loving on TikTok? Also, for any of our friends who might not, what is TikTok? Can, describe it. Oh, it's a magical place. Um, <laughs> It's videos that vary in length. Yeah. Some are 30 seconds, some are a minute, some are three minutes. And you can make them about anything, as yes. people do. Yes. And you just... <laughs> Absolutely scroll. anything. But it curates based on what you watch. And so you have a For You page that thinks it knows you better than anybody. And it feeds you what it thinks Is you Is it want. wrong? Rarely. Rarely. <laughs> Rarely is it wrong. It is borderline prophetic. It really is. What it can do. So here's what I like. I really like the videos where people organize their kitchens. 
Like where they are you talking about where they refill the things where they the, put things in a container in a different container? Yes. I really like that. They take their orange yes. juice from a plastic they, orange juice and put it in a plastic thing. orange or juice. Or they put it in a lot of small containers. Oh, why? And put I know. Those in the Everything in the fridge is uh -huh. in a container. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. No, I can't, yeah, it's beautiful. No. I love it. Um, so I really like those. I'm always like those women need more things to pray about. Oh, listen. Because they, if they are taking their containers of detergent and, and putting, putting it in no, another container, you, you don't, you uh -huh. aren't praying enough. I don't know where you get all the I don't know where you get all the containers. Those small towns have nothing left in the container store. No, nothing, nothing. So I like those okay. a lot. I like the I like when they dance. People dance. Yes. I, you know, so I like all the. You dancing. haven't started making the ones where you point at things. No, I haven't. I have never more. made a TikTok. No. I wouldn't dare. No. I think. I mean. But I love the ones where they dance. Yes. And I like when people like sing something and then they say duet this and then somebody comes on and sings with them. Yeah. I really love those. Okay. So it's a, okay. it's a, I don't know. It's a hodgepodge. I, I, I have very much enjoyed it. Okay. I, I, I am in the R and D phase of TikTok. Okay. The research and development uh -huh. about whether I want to ever be a TikToker. And so currently mm -hmm. I, it just means I watch them. So what are you watching? I like cooking ones. I like when people make things because like I'm going to see the whole thing in three minutes. Yeah. There's also a family in Alaska who lives all the way off the grit. I know who they are. <laughs> she has to boil a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 They they go yes. two miles from their house yes. to their car. Yes. In Alaska. And it's like negative. 72 degrees yes. or something along those lines. Yes. And she's like, let's get ready to go. And it's uh -huh. a whole TikTok video. And she puts on 94 layers. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And they, they use like the, what do you call those things? That hot water bags, uh -huh, whatever uh -huh. they call those. Yep. They have to sleep with those yep. as you would if it's negative 72 degrees. You right. Or like you could just live somewhere where there's electricity. You Other could. option. I just, I'm fascinated by them. I am. Same. Uh -huh. So because I like them, I get a lot of off the grid stuff. <laughs> Gets pretty weird. Also, I'll tell you, there's, I talked about this when Lauren Elena was on That Sounds Fun. There is a brother and sister, and he is autistic. They're about two years apart. They're in their late 20s. His name is Ryan. I know that. I've, I've watched those. She shows. is Taco mm -hmm. Bell queen. Yes, yes. And they are the sweetest. The I sweetest. love watching. I do too. How she presents him to us and how she reacts to him yes. and how comfortable he is with her. Yes. It's beautiful. It's I beautiful. agree. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy that. I feel like in a weird way, TikTok is giving us looks into people's lives that other social media are because right. you can't edit it. I mean, you can edit it, but you can't filter it as well. Right. It's just right. kind of like here, here's us making spaghetti. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I honestly, I didn't know it was a thing to put your eggs in another egg container until <laughs> I started watching TikTok. But I do now. I, and, now I know. Mm -hmm, now. So I bet if you like that, you get a bunch of them because everybody's oh, doing it. I do. Yeah, yeah, I would lose my mind. You know what else is this? A lot of the people who have, who do that have really good nails. Like they have really strong manicures. Which yes, is, but they're not, they're not fancy. They're just... They're just beautiful. They're yeah. all using Funny mm -hmm. Bunny. Yeah, they are. All of them. Yeah, it's all a neutral yeah, for sure. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Have you started doing that to your fridge? No. No. Okay, good. No, I don't know how. You have a senior in high school. How in the world would you ever how, use your time like that? How would I ever use my time to do that? It yes. would be destroyed in a night. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's it. Because no. guess what? You eat those eggs and that's, then it's empty. That's exactly right. You have to right. redo it. And mm -hmm. I just slide the whole container in. That's right.
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Indeed. Don't you just love it when you make a small change and suddenly everything becomes so much easier? That's what it's like when you start hiring with Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours, you know, the things you don't have extras of lying around, (laughs) instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, virtual interviews. Listen, it's all there. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. So let's talk about sponsored jobs. Indeed puts you in control of what you pay when you sponsor a job. You set your must-have job requirements and only pay for the applications that meet them. There's a transparent flat fee per application, and you can pause your job posting whenever you want. When you sponsor an Indeed post, you are four and a half times more likely to get a hire, according to Indeed Data Worldwide. Join more than three million businesses, including Downs Books and That Sounds Fun Network. 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Like I said, Indeed's doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash sounds fun to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Stamps.com. We just talked about how we don't have extra hours just piled up to spend all willy-nilly, right? Well, when you're running a small business, every second counts. So let's stop all this time taking out of your day to go to the post office when you could just be using Stamps.com instead. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. It's because they give you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. Yes, sitting at your actual computer and using the printer you already own, you can get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS, and you don't need any other special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Plus, Stamps.com seamlessly works with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. No matter what your business is, Stamps.com has made it their business to be your mailing and shipping solution. So stop wasting time and start saving money when you use stamps.com to mail and ship. Sign up with the promo code that sounds fun for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Let's go. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code that sounds fun. And if you need any links from our partners from the show or to get our transcripts, those are all in the show notes along with the link to sign up for the AFD Weekend Review. That is the easiest way to stay up on all these details. We'll send them straight to your inbox with a fun little video from me every Friday. And now back to our conversation with Sophie. Okay, Alex graduates. Alex graduates. That's our son, not just some random guy. Sorry, Alec. Alec. (laughs) Alec, yes, Alec. Um, Yes, he graduates in May, which is the thing that people do when they go all the way through high school. Yeah. Then they leave. And what that's where we feel are. like. I mean, only child. Yeah. It feels great. It really does. Now, I'm a nine on the Enneagram, so I'll say it feels great. <laughs> and then in about October, you'll say, where's Sophie? I haven't heard from her in a minute, and I'll be at a cabin somewhere um, <laughs> processing my feelings. But... Um, 
but it's been great. He's had a great senior year and he's, he likes, he's super involved at school and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we're excited for him. We're, Is this your second year not being at the school with them or first? My first year not being at school. So wow. I worked at a school in Birmingham for 21 years, 14 as a teacher and then seven in a job called, it was called Dean of Women, which really sounds... I didn't know you were the uh, Dean of Women. Yeah, that was, it sounds fancy, doesn't yes. it? Um, it was not fancy at all. <laughs> Um, there was no robe involved, Annie, no. but, uh, but that's your choice. We keep them at work. So <laughs> okay. could have been. So anyway, so I left this past May. So this is my yeah. first, this is my first year in my adult life, not to be at a school. So, wow. cause I've, I mean, I was either in school, finishing school, teaching school, yeah. working at school. So it's been what a huge is, transition. What is the daily difference? I mean, I know there's a big arching difference, but like, do you feel it every day? Do you still miss it every day? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Not at all. No. I missed it in, in like August and September. It was a weird transition yeah. because I kept feeling like there was somewhere I was supposed to go. And then it was like, no, there's nowhere I'm supposed to go. Just, <laughs> just the park. Um, so, and I miss the kids a ton because I, yeah. have, I have spent a ton of time specifically with Alex's grade. Right. Um, since they were in seventh grade, I was with them pretty much every day. So I've missed them, but I still get to see them. I mean, yeah. you know, I, when I go to the things at school, they're still there. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I don't miss. I mean, and I think you probably get this, even though you're, you're more like, I, I don't know, you're better with a process than I am. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'm waking up and getting dressed every morning just calls. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> Just because you woke up, doesn't mean you have to get ready. No. Yeah, I get you. So I, my next door neighbor actually works at the school, and every morning I see her leaving, and I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to get up and get dressed and put makeup on and and then talk to people. So, yeah. so it's been it's been good. I, here's what I didn't realize: I was really I was very tired, Annie. I was really. Uh -huh. I was very tired, and so I didn't realize how much I was tired, and so I've, I've been surprised by how little hustle I've had in me and how much I have needed to rest. I thought I was going to have so much hustle when I stopped. Oh, like now that I've got the time, I'm going to uh, write a whole bunch more and record more and blah, blah, blah. I have not written a word. I have really? not written a word. I outlined a book in the fall, and I haven't done one thing with it. I just, I look at it from time to time and go, huh, maybe that'll be something one day. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. So, wow. Mm -hmm. Do you, why? I think because I am a slow processor yeah. and because I don't process ahead of time, I think I, it took me leaving to process a lot of the last few years yeah. and that has kind of kept my head busy. So I ha I'm not to the point yet where I want to put it on paper. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to, I also don't want to have a deadline. Like I don't want the pressure of I don't know. I would rather go walk at the park or, yeah. you know, like meet somebody for lunch or, yeah. or, or, you know, the podcast keeps me busy too. Yes. So, I mean, so good. Oh, kind of busy. I mean, it's, that's busy is a strong word. You edit it yourself, Sophie. I do. I love to edit it. That is wild to me. I got that off my plate the minute I could. I love it. That is wild. I don't, I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> I like it. I really do. So that keeps me busy and it's fine for me. When I was in high school, mm -hmm. I went to Sprayberry High School for two years, and I went to Mount Perrin for two years. Yeah, sure. Go Yellow Jackets. Uh -huh. Go Sprayberry. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. My junior year, I had been gone for four months, mm -hmm. and there was a tragedy at the old high school. Okay. And I had this real weird 
how do you be in a new place and take mm -hmm. care of the people at the old place that you really love? Mm -hmm. And for those of us following you on Instagram, the school has gone through some hard stuff that yes. you taught at. Yes. How are you supporting the kids? How are you loving the kids? What does it look like when you're like not the dean of women, but you love mm -hmm. these kids while they're walking through a hard time at school? Right. You know what's interesting is one thing I realized pretty quickly after I left was that the fact that I'd been there for so long I had a, I felt like I had some, some fairly reliable insight on how to pray for my friends who were still there and yeah. for the kids. Yeah. And so with, with things being a little, a little rocky over the last month or so, I feel like I've had time to, to try to really love my friends in ways that feel helpful to them. Wow. So, and I don't know that I would have had the same kind of time for that or that I would even have processed it the same way if I was in the middle of the cyclone, right. you know? Right. So that's been kind of sweet. Like that's almost felt like, that's felt like a gift almost to be outside of it enough where I can love people from a place of not being exhausted by being in it. Yeah. So we've been friends a long time. A long time. You've been very kind to me a lot of years and you consistently talk about prayer. I do? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just is, it is a... It's like I went to the park da -da -da, and today when I was praying about that, right. it's just a part of your whole life. Here's the thing. I think of myself as a bad prayer. I really do. Why? Like I think because like, because I have to do it in the context of some other activity. I feel like it's like in college when the professor was, was lecturing on something and I was not interested, I might have a magazine behind my notebook, like for an alternate activity <laughs> or a Game Boy to play Tetris. Oh, um, yes. You better preach to us about uh, that. Yes. So I think like if I sit down in the mornings and I say, I'm going to pray, yeah. I feel like my mind goes in 95 different directions. Certainly. So if I, but if I'm on a walk or if um, in my car or whatever, I feel like I can, that's an easier time for me to have what feels more like a conversation with God. And so yeah. that's what feels like prayer to me. Yeah. I have found in the last year, walking and praying has made me like dangerous. Yeah. I think being outside, it's a, it feels like a great place to do that. Sometimes I started doing Pilates at the beginning of the year, which means in internet world, I'll probably, I'll have to start like an Instagram devoted to how everybody Certainly. should do Pilates within the next yes. week or so. Are you doing it on the reformer, on the machine? On the machine. Yeah. You are so brave. I'm terrified of that thing. Are you really? Because it separates and then I'm going to fall straight through the middle. Oh, you can't fall straight through the middle. You can't. Ma'am. You, no. <laughs> you I have tried to hover myself <laughs> as my legs go farther and farther and my face has almost kissed the ground. I will say one thing I like about it is usually before I go into Pilates, I will, I will say, okay, what do I, what do I want to think through today? What do I want to pray through today? Wow. What do I want to, what do, what do I want to process today? And I try to keep something on my mind. Yeah. So I don't think as much about how much my legs are shaking. You know, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's helpful. So. I'm counting down the time to get out of Pilates. I'm always like 20 seconds and then I will not be on this machine that could embarrass me for life. You know what? I think it's like, cause I didn't realize like you can do squats on the reformer though. And, but you're not actually doing squats like uh -huh. you are when you're standing up and that's easier for oh. me. I feel like, but okay. anyway, I didn't mean to turn this into a Pilates episode, but <laughs> anyway, I'm having a great time. Okay. I haven't wanted to ask you. Okay. Sophie, the last question we always ask on the yes. podcast, because the show is called that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Tell me what sounds fun to you. I'm going to tell you what sounds fun to me is an actual vacation, like, okay. a, like where you really travel. Um, you go somewhere and you Kelsey stay for a would love long. to plan that for you. Uh, <laughs> she finds so much joy in that. 
so we could all get served That's together. Right. That's yeah. right. What do you want to go? Anywhere. I want okay. to go anywhere. Okay. So we have a couple of trips planned this year, which okay. we haven't been able to do. Everything we've tried to plan in the last couple of years has gotten canceled for one yes. reason or another. Yes. So we have two trips planned this year where apparently we're going to get on airplanes. Right. Or Who we're going to get in the car and drive for a while. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have plans and we're going to go see things or ride roller coasters or whatever. Right. And I, like, it, it makes me giddy to think yeah. about it. Cause I love, I mean, I, I understand I'm on really a whirlwind, um, fancy travel schedule. What with going to Mississippi tomorrow and then to Auburn. <laughs> but, but what I'm talking about really is something different, like a real vacation. I'm so excited about Where's it. Where's the place on the globe you haven't been to yet that you would love to see? I've never been to London. What? I've never been. Oh yes. And I've never been to, to Paris. What? I've never been. Sophie, you feel like a London and Paris kind of person. I think so too, Annie, yes. but I haven't been. <laughs> okay, and, and you can do both of those together. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I, ideally, yeah. yeah. But, but we're going to have to plan it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. She's right over there. Y'all mm -hmm. can connect later. So that sounds fun okay, to me. Okay, great. Uh, okay. Friends, will you please thank Sophie Hudson for joining us today? Thank you. Uh, friends, can you even handle how much you love Sophie? I know all of us that were in the room that night just absolutely had a ball. We feel so lucky. Okay, now let's jump to our conversation with the Luscos. I cannot wait for y'all to hear Levi and Jenny. Will you please join me in welcoming today's guests, Pastors Levi and Jenny Lusco. <laughs> come on, come on. Hi. Thanks for having us, Annie. Thank y'all for doing this. I am so, I mean, I took so many notes for this conversation because of your new book, Levi. <laughs> I first need y'all to see the book Levi wrote that y'all need to read. The Last Supper on the Moon is 400 pages. It's a big one. You and J.K. Rowling, what is the story? <laughs> Will you first tell me, we're not going to, we just have to start here because I just finished it today. Levi. You wrote 400 pages before you had a book deal for this? Yeah. Yes. That is rolling some dice, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Annie, thank you for having us. Oh my uh, gosh, we we love you. 2020 was terrible. Yeah. And all of us found ourselves in some kind of way. And one of the things that really encouraged me was going out at night and looking up at the moon. And it's funny, you see it and it kind of strikes you like your whole life it's been there, but you can kind of take it for granted. Yeah. And for some reason, God just really began to encourage me with the moon and specifically the thought that the moon that you see in the night sky is the same moon that was that. in the night sky when Adam and Eve were in the garden. That this, is unbelievable. I mean, I know we knew that, but did I know that? Yeah, right. You don't get a new moon every 10 years. You know right. what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, that's this decade's moon. You know, right. it's just, that's the moon. Yeah. And, and I think when you feel like your life's out of control, anything that can kind of stabilize you yeah. is a gift. Yeah. And I, I really began to feel a sense of calm. I had been dealing with some panic attacks and for some reason that just grounded me. Yeah. And, and so I really was kind of focused on it and researching it and come to find out that communion had been served on the moon during the first lunar mission in 1969. So you didn't know that until you were reading about it. Well, I knew it in 2019, but standing up there staring at it, it hit me. Yeah. 
Yeah. That the blood and the body of Jesus was honored on the moon. I had and no so it idea. Just, and then, it, then I started to really think about that, the fact that Passover is a, a lunar holiday. Yeah. So when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, it would have been under a full moon. And so it all just sort of started hitting me and I just started to, it's very poetic and symbolic as you know, the language in here. And I, I just, I began to write for me first. Yeah. And when the book was finished, I hadn't told my agent or my publisher about it. And you know, anyhow, I didn't think they would let me put it into the world. Yeah. And I could have deleted the file on my computer and been fully happy with it. Mm. Do you remember how many words it is? It's 105,000 words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, let me catch you up. Uh, I write 45,000 words. 40, this guy 45. wrote 105. Yeah, I have said this behind your back a lot, but a lot of pastors write books. I don't believe all of them. Mm. I believe you. Wow. You put a lot into this. Yes. To come out with 400 pages, I'm like, oh, this isn't like, you're not just trying to make us feel better. You want us to learn. Yeah. And that's, that's why right. I read every page. That's I was a good like, way oh, to I'm put gonna, it. if you'll write me 400 pages, I'll read it. If you write me 120, I'll think you had a good sermon series. Oops, <laughs> am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's important. I think, I think y when you think about our lives and you think about the happiness, you talked about fun. You, yeah. you, you've, you've lived for fun. When you think about what God wants our lives to look like and a lot of times what they actually look like, there's mm -hmm. a disconnect. Yes. And there's, there's this, oh, how blessed, oh, how blessed, oh, how blessed. But a lot of times in our lives, we're not experiencing that. And yeah. so... You know, I think happiness can feel as out of reach as the moon. And I think uh, that we need a big rocket to get to the moon. Yeah. And Jesus has given us that big rocket. Yeah. And so that's what this is about, tapping yeah. us into the happiness that God actually wants us to experience. It doesn't mean it's going to be all green lights and front row spot at the mall. And, you know, every right. time you put your pants on, you never have to suck in before you button them. But I don't what know what you're talking about. <laughs> is that even in pain, even in hardship, that we can experience blessing. Yeah. It's brilliant. Jenny, I, when Levi writes about and talks about his panic attacks, a lot of our friends here and listening struggle with that. And a lot of people live with partners who struggle with that. Yeah. What's, what's your role in prayer? What's your role in when it's happening? What's your role when Levi's in, in a hard spot? What's the partner supposed to do? Yeah. Well, that's a multifaceted question. It's a good question. I think when it was first happening, it was in a time when I think we all were having struggles of some right. sort. And so I know for me, I was having my own issues. And I think it, that was one thing that was so hard was that we were, we were both dealing with both a lot. Yeah. And honestly, some of what I was dealing with was hard for him to handle in the midst of what he was struggling through. And so I think that what what I realized even looking back, and I think sometimes in the moments, like there would be moments where he would just turn to me in bed and just be like, I, I need prayer, I need your help. Can you pray for me right now in the midnight hours? And I'm always so happy to do that, but there were definitely times where I felt like I was more hurting him than helping him and not knowing exactly wow. what to say and not knowing exactly how to be there for him. But I know that there were moments where even just being there and holding him or being just snuggled up with him. Like, I know that that was helpful, but it's hard. I think it's sometimes it's just hard to know what to do and right. what to say. And I think that that's hard no matter what someone's going through. Maybe right. someone's grieving the loss of someone they love. 
It is so hard to know what to say. And even we've walked through our own grief and I still have a hard time knowing what to say. But I think that that really points to just listening to the Holy Spirit and really asking for help and wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. in those moments because I don't think we are supposed to know what to say because God gives us what to say in the moment. And that's what a life of faith is meant to be and look like is trusting him to give us what we need in the moment. But that's so scary. Right. Because literally there will be times like I know with him too, it's like where he needs prayer or he's, he needs me. And it's like, like, I'm literally like opening my mouth, just like, I don't know what to say, (laughs) but, but God's so good. And I think we've just had to learn what God's doing in our hearts, but also that we're meant to walk through it together, Mm. even though it's messy. And even though it's not going to necessarily come out perfectly and words may not flow perfectly and it may not feel perfect, but it's like we're, we're a team. And I, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've learned a lot personally. Yeah. I don't, I'm just going to keep rambling. (laughs) You're not rambling. You're talking to us. I love that. I think that's one of the hard things is people, we feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to have the answer Yeah. when someone I love is suffering of like, well, Annie, and you're like, Ugh, I, I don't know. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. But the faith, I, I would love to ask you a Holy Spirit question because I like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I was listening <laughs> to someone teach recently about a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and how they're different. And I realized I have really robust words for the Father and robust words for the Son, but not for the Holy Spirit. Mm. Who, who do you connect with most easily of those three? And is there, is there one that feels harder for you? And I'm, and I'm, why, why, why me and the Holy Spirit? (laughs) That's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, I think that one thing to remember with the Holy Spirit is that your relationship with him can almost supersede the intellect in a Ah. way that your relationship with the father and the son doesn't always need to. And that's kind of what's so beautiful about the groaning. You know, Romans 8 talks a lot about groaning, creation's groaning, the world's groaning, and, and our hearts groan. And that God groans in us. The Holy yeah. Spirit groans in us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is so beautiful because when you're in a relationship with him, it, it literally, I mean, well, I don't know where you stand on tongues or not, but or prayer language. One. I'm in. But it is, <laughs> you're literally connecting to a different part of who you are than even right. your, your, your left or right brain. Right. And that's what's so beautiful, wow. whether it's in even just a heavy sigh. You know, we all feel that Ukraine or this situation. You just go, yeah. ah, that's the Holy Spirit groaning in you right. with groanings that can't be expressed. Right. And so it is harder to understand, but almost more beautiful too. Mm. So it's okay that that feels more complicated to me? Yeah. I think so. I, I don't. I, I don't think you have a category to put him into. Right. You know, Father, we get. Jesus is our elder brother. Right. You know, but the Holy Spirit's wind and the Holy Spirit's fire and the whole, like. What what compartment do you get to put that into? Right. And so I think it's uncomfortable for us because it doesn't l- line up with any linear part of the, how we see the world. Yeah. That's so good, Levi. It feels that way to me. Yeah. Where I've been like, I, it. Also, tell me if this happens to y'all, but as this conversation has started rumbling across my life. I'm like, oh, God and I are starting something here. This must matter. Do y'all have that happen where there's suddenly there's a theme and God's just working through something in your life and you're like, oh. Mm. So 
Jenny, yes. when that happens, <laughs> when that happens, when there's suddenly a theme and everybody's talking about prayer or everybody's talking about healing or everybody's talking about memorizing scripture, how do you know when to jump in yourself and when you go, oh, this is a journey for me too? Oof, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like God makes it super clear yeah. if he is rumbling in your own heart and then it becomes like, a, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. It seems like it's, it's usually very clear. It does seem that God speaks in stereo when he speaks. Yeah. You know, I, one, one funny example, I was in a prayer meeting a while back with a bunch of speakers. We were trying to tune our messages for a conference. Yeah. And I had that morning said, God, would you confirm that I'm supposed to preach about food? Mm-hmm. supposed to use the John 6, my, you know, my food, and my food is to the will of Father, all that. Halfway in the prayer meeting, you know that weird moment when two people start praying at the same oh, time? Oh, yeah, it's the worst. It's like a traffic, tra- traffic jam. <laughs> traffic these jam, that's people, a great line. It had gotten quiet for a second, and these two people both started praying at the same time, and I'm so, like, fleshly. I literally, like, in my head went, like, I guess, I guess they weren't listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, like... <laughs> And God had the ultimate laugh because they, wait, they, they respectfully waited. Then one of them was like, God, I just feel like you're saying my food is to do the will of the Father. Oh, whoops. <laughs> and then she finishes a prayer. And the other girl who had had the traffic jam with her goes, that is so funny, God, because I was going to pray my food is to do the will of the Father. And I'm here like going like, they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. It's like, clearly I'm the only one not <laughs> listening to the Holy Spirit. Stereo, yeah. But God does tend to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah. The, the worst part about those is when people start at the same time and then no one will go. Yeah. It's like a four-way stop. You're like, no, someone. No, no you hang up. No, yeah. you hang yeah. up. <laughs> That's exactly no, you right. Hang up. That's yeah. exactly right. It, it feels like this is something I love talking to you all about, about the idea of pioneering anyway. Following God, listening to the Holy Spirit is about, and these journeys, one of the reasons I wanted you to talk about it is, it is when God takes your life somewhere you've never been before. Mm. And so I'm feeling that stirring in me, but that's what y'all did with Fresh Life. I mean, that's what y'all do with churches. You went somewhere and planted a church where there was nothing. Tell me why you love pioneering. Do you love pioneering? I absolutely love it. Yes, I think we both do. What, yes. what, what Jenny and I- Levi loves pioneering and I love wherever Levi goes. So oh, there we I'll go. follow him there wherever go. he goes. That's good. Um, the Holy Spirit, first of all, likes to work that way, right? Yeah. Like look at Abraham's call. Go to a land. Uh, how am I going to know when I get there? I'll tell you. Yeah. How worst. do you pack for a trip like that? Right, you know right. What I'm saying? I'll tell you when you get there. That's, but that's God's, that's how God, and I think that's why in the last supper on the moon, the way I describe it is that's what stirs all of our hearts. When we hear about Lewis and Clark looking for Oregon. And when we hear about going to the moon and JFK's speech, why do we climb the mountains? Because they're there. Like all of our hearts are like, Ooh, like, because that's in our heart. That's, that's the be fruitful and multiply. That's the great commission. And that's in, in God's heart as well. Anyhow, I think for all of us, there's some sense of like, we want that. And Jen and I met and fell in love through missions. Yeah. I had grown up going to Romania and Philippines and she'd gone to Nicaragua and Thailand. And, and so both of us have always had this sense of God, whatever you want us to do, the answer is yes. What's the question? Mm, you know, wow. so people like to treat it like it's some big sacrifice, like always like, wow, how'd you go to Montana? And we're like, he could have said Mongolia. Like, right, what you, right, right. Like, <laughs> there are other options. There's running water. Okay. Right. Kevin Costner's great. Uh, so <laughs> he's our neighbor. It's fine. Uh, but, <laughs> but we really, really have a sense of like anything God wants for us. We want, we want to be there for that. You yeah. Know?
Hey, friends, just interrupted one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Rothy's. You know when you pass a stranger in public and notice how cute their adorable flats are? There's a good chance they may have been Rothy's. Trust me, I ask people all the time. Rothy's are the perfect shoes for commuting and traveling. Everyone notices them, myself included. They're known for their chic pointed toe flats, but that is just the tip of ye old iceberg as far as all the incredible options they offer. They have tons of iconic head-turning designs in bright but sophisticated colors. Plus, Rothy's works great with every outfit, y'all. You can wear them with your soft pants and feel just as cute as when you dress them up for a night out. They're insanely comfortable, almost like a slipper. And you know how I feel about slippers. And Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. All their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. It is my favorite thing about them. I love my Rothy's. I have multiple pairs and y'all, they go with everything and are so comfortable. There are two guarantees when I wear my Rothy's. Number one, someone's going to compliment them. And number two, my feet are going to feel so good at the end of the day. As good as when I put them on in the morning. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles that you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun for $20 off your first order. And one last amazing partner I get to tell you all about, Stitch Fix. Okay, most of the time, I enjoy online shopping, and then sometimes it starts to feel a little overwhelming. Not being able to try clothes on or complicated returns, things that sometimes feel like just too much for my life. Too much. That's when Stitch Fix enters a scene. Whether you need a jumpsuit for a night out or some cozy loungewear or anything else in between, Stitch Fix can help refresh your look. It is so simple. You can schedule a fix and a stylist will send you five pieces that fit your style, size, and price range with no subscription required. You get to try them on at your house and keep what you like and return the rest. To get started, you take a style quiz. We love a quiz. So your Stitch Fix stylist can learn your preferences from your favorite colors to preferred fits and price ranges. It's the easy way to get items that are just right for you from brands you know and trust like Madewell and Sanctuary. They have styles for men and women and children. Stitch Fix is seriously the best way to discover clothes that make you look and feel your best. So sign up today at stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer purchase within two days of signing up. And now back to finish our conversation with the Lescos. One of the things I love is Last Supper on the Moon is about us pioneering. You just did a series. I'm so embarrassed about this. I was so excited that Levi was teaching a series on the Golden Spike. And I texted him, I was like, hey, when are you going to start that? He was like, Annie, it was November. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. I'm a great friend. But I went and listened to him in the last two weeks. You know, I love Westward Expansion. I just, I love the feeling of pioneering until you're doing it. Right. Right? right? Yeah. And then you're like, wait, I didn't have to do this. Yeah. Yes. I could have stayed. Why did people go to the moon? Why did people come out west? Why did y'all go to Montana? Hmm. Like, what's the why for our friends who are in the middle of pioneering? Why do you not quit in the middle? You're going to discover things. It's the journey. It's not just the destination. Yeah. So it wasn't just going to the moon and getting there. Because when we got there, it was like, all right, we got some rocks. What do you want to do? I don't know. We come back with a car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, 
I think it was the journey. It was, yeah. it was, it was conquering a goal. It was seeing our nation mobilize. It was seeing 400,000 people come together. Uh, Charlie Duke, one of the astronauts who went on Apollo 16, he always has people telling him like, what a waste of money. We wasted all that money on the moon. And he always says that he tells them, we actually didn't spend any money on the moon. We spent it all in America. <laughs> right, <laughs> it was right. All Americans who had jobs. And yeah. next time you use your dust buster, you can thank Apollo because yeah. that's how the dust buster was invented yes. to suck up space dust because stuff floated around in the capsule and defibrillators and memory foam mattresses and aluminum walkers. You know, all of that was invented for the space race, yeah. but it makes life better here on this earth. Wow. If you, anybody in your life who ever uses dialysis, that was machinery invented for the space race. So, yeah. so many things it takes to, to surge out that you get to then have the benefit of. Yeah. So I think every step of faith we ever take for God in our lives, there's gonna be all these beautiful things that we get to put into practice in our daily normal lives as yes. well. Yeah. So yes. it's gonna be worth it when you get there, not just because of the, the actual view from space, but also what you're gonna learn when you get back to earth. Yeah. Right. Well, and we're, we're built to have a curiosity and when we take a step of faith, I mean, I just honestly, I mean, talking about the Holy Spirit, like last week was probably one of the hardest weeks in a long time. Levi got really sick and we were supposed to go to Atlanta to speak at a marriage conference. And we did, although the night before, well, the early morning before 2 a.m., before we were supposed to get on a 6 a.m. flight, he was coughing. And I'm like, Levi, we cannot get on a plane. Like right. you, we, you are not able to speak right no, now. I had been cleared by my doctor. Right. If I didn't have a fever, I wasn't going to be contagious. He Let me just, throw that out there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank he, you. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. He was just cu up coughing all night, and I'm like, yes. this is not a thing. But I felt like that whole week, every single day, was literally depending on the Holy Spirit for each moment, and I think wow. that. Sometimes we think of like a big step of faith, like why Montana or moving to China or like these huge things as such big deals, which they are. But I feel like even just the daily things are, can even be more of a big deal because those are the hardest, harder things to do, to take uh. a step of faith and trust God in just the daily mundane things. Right. Where, but last week I literally was like, I feel like I'm depending on the Holy Spirit for every breath because I'm not sleeping well. My kids are schooling at home and crazy. <laughs> and my husband is really sick. And I'm also needing to show up at church and do these things and all. And I'm like, I have, I have nothing to give. But yeah. Lord, I need you right now in this moment. I need you yeah. to tell me right now what to say in this meeting. I need you. And I was just experiencing it in a deeper way because I felt so weak. But I think th sometimes those are the things that are like, you're pioneering, but in a very small way. Wow. But those are sometimes the hardest. Like for me, moving yes. to Montana wasn't, wasn't like, uh, oh my gosh, this is, a, this is a huge thing. This is really hard. I don't know what to do. It's like, yes. But it's like, am I going to be kind when I'm disciplining my kids? That's mm. really hard to do in the moment yes. when your son is throwing chairs at his nanny or whatever. It usually has to do with Lennox throwing something <laughs> at somebody. But it's like, the, that's, those are the testing moments, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And, and those build us the muscles that make us able to do the longer things. Yeah. Right? Totally. And the, what the world would call bigger things. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you. I think there's every day, this must matter or God wouldn't be asking me to, to care about this person. 
Yes. Or I wouldn't have overheard this, or I wouldn't have walked into the grocery store the same time as that person. I mean, totally. I can ignore a person in a grocery store until the Holy Spirit is got me by the shirt. And you just keep running into them uh, down yeah, each aisle. Yeah, yeah. You're like, can you just get, leave the store? No, not until I speak to you. Right. That's exactly right. And so, I, I, Levi, in your heart, is there coming a book after the Last Supper on the Moon about the Golden Spike? That sermon series yes. is so good. I want so, so much good. more from you on that. Well, thank you. I have not actively committed to the Lord to write anything else ever again. Will you again. actively commit to us? <laughs> I feel like and then we'll take it to writing the Lord. a book like this is like getting hooked up to the Princess Bride machine that takes 10 years off my life. Whenever right. you guys hear in the news that I died or on Twitter or wherever they tell it right. that people died, um, just be like, oh, this could have been 10 years sooner if it weren't for that last supper <laughs> on the moon. But, he could have had 10 more years, but he wrote last But for those who don't know, the Golden Spike is a pretty amazing story of yeah. the Transcontinental Railroad being built, working at it from two sides, coming from Omaha and coming from Sacramento and meeting in the middle and just how smart Lincoln was to arrange it with two companies because otherwise one company could have milked the contract out indefinitely, but two of them had to hustle. And and it was a union, a, a way to unify our nation. It, 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 it literally, I didn't know that, so you taught coming me that. out of the Civil War... Uh, the nation was being torn apart north to south, and Lincoln knew it needed to be bound together with two strips of iron, east and west. And it really did that. Wow. And the, the the culture and country we live in today literally was built upon uh, that railroad. It, it caused there to be ease and access. It used to be expensive, difficult, and dangerous to get from the east coast to the west coast. And with the turning on of that railroad, you have now the ability to predictably get good services, ideas, and people from yeah. the east to the west effortlessly yeah. and, and watching it out the window. It was the first TV we ever had, that window yes. of the train yes. uh, as the scenery began to go by. Now, it was not good for the buffalo, clearly not good for the Native Americans, right. of course, but it, it, it is what built this country that we, uh, we live in today. Jenny, it makes me think about what you were just talking about. It's what got my brain there because those men and women who built the railroad, they just like did the same hammering every day. Right, they were just yes. doing the doing the same small task every day that built our nation. Totally, are we doing that every day in our lives? Right, twenty-one million spikes that went down to get to get that oh whole railroad done. So it was amazing, and the last one was golden. Yeah, which just now you're just showing off. You right. Know? <laughs> Will you talk about how Abraham Lincoln actually led to space exploration? I love that part of it. First book. of all, Lyndon B. Johnson was so smart to divvy up the building of the spacecraft, the components to all the different congressional districts. So pieces and parts of all of the Gemini crafts, Apollo crafts were built in, in all over the country. And then they had to be, they had to converge together where they were actually built and then rock, launched from Florida. Uh, but when the space shuttle was being put together, a lot of the boosters and a lot of the pieces were going to be brought in by train. And so Lincoln was the one who decided how wide the gauge of the railroad track was going to be in this whole country. He made the decision. There were some different versions of it in, in Europe and stuff. And, he, and even in this country, several different widths of train tracks. It was very annoying because then all the train cars couldn't run on every train track. So he yeah. said, look, if we're going to do it, we're going to come down to one system. They're all going to be the exact same width. I had not oh. thought about that, that people built... They were all yeah. having this wide, this wide, this yeah. wide. So he said, no, no, That's we're going to so do this, annoying. it's all going to be the same exact. Wow. And then a lot of the, the space shuttle components had to be built a certain width because they were going to be transported. Yeah. So to think that Lincoln uh, essentially made a decision that impacted, the, but it even goes back further because the width that he chose goes back to a Roman road. 
that originally was the, the width for tram cars all throughout England. Wow. And uh, anyhow, and then it went back to the Roman Empire. So a 2,000 year old Roman road had an impact on something that was sore through the heavens. And Annie, that'll preach. That'll preach, yeah. that's it. I mean, you're saying the same thing she's saying of yeah. like, what you do today, yeah. the little yeses today, the little decisions today, the obedient pioneering you're doing in your life in 2,000 years since somebody to space. Okay, so because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Jenny. Um. All right, so uh, what I was going to say... <laughs> you go first, Jenny. You go guys, next. it takes me a long time what, to answer a question. What sounds You're fun to me is I'm big on... I think I told you last time, big on getting in that hot tub and the yes. cold bath and, and the hot bath. sauna. Uh-huh. I love thermal cycling, going between... 35 degree water and then 200 degree sauna back and forth. It's exhilarating. Yeah. It's a wonderful feeling. It's so good for your mental health. You can't be on your phone really. Uh, right. So that does sound fun to me. I mean, and a thermal cycling. What all this man has in his head. <laughs> it it's is just there. It's, it, it is in both of y'all. There's such brilliance <laughs> that the longer we get to be friends and the longer we all get to experience the books y'all write and the sermons y'all do, the Luckier we are. Ooh, I love it. Oh, okay, I'm so glad I get to, to be you? coupled up with him because yes. his brilliance just kind of like <laughs> it splashes happens. onto me. You bring yours too. <laughs> I mean, Flourish is an incredibly good book. Thank and so you. you got it Thank too. You. you got it too. Okay, what Thank sounds you. fun to you, Jenny? Okay, well, let me see here. So I, we were just talking about how we love the home that we've built yeah. with make, creating space for our family and our kids. We have four kids. I just love it so much. Yeah. But to be honest, right now, I'm training for a half marathon. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so terrible. I turned 40, and I'm like, I feel like running a half marathon is something a 40-year-old would yeah. do. Right, no. Nope. I said, yeah, baby, you're going on a dark journey, and I cannot follow you. <laughs> but I will be here when you're done. Yes. Okay. But When are you running it? May 21st. Okay. Wow, bless your heart. But you know what? I've, it's been really fun. Yeah. And I think... I. In my mind, I thought training for a half marathon would be just running every day. So in my mind, I was like, okay, i got to get up and run. But it's like there's a variety in it. So, like, you have recovery runs, and you have speed runs, and you have a recovery day or a rest day, and you have a long run. And sometimes if you're sore, you could just do a bike ride. I just feel like there's so much variety that it's actually been really fun, and it kind of yeah. just mixes it up. And I think the idea is that you're having fun running which I never thought. She's an thought. oxymoron, really, if you think about it. I mean... We don't judge fun. It has to be yours, but <laughs> we'll be waiting for you at home. Oh, thank you. All the rest of the lessons. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited about that, and I, I feel like God's been teaching me a lot in the midst of it, yeah. too. So it's been good. It is a version of pioneering in your life, right? You're going where you have never gone before. Yeah. And asking your body to do what you've never asked your body to do before. Yes. Well, and this year, my word for the year is excavate, which I know is very intense. Yeah. But I really feel like it's happening in ways that I didn't even expect. So, like, I'm yes. doing a, an intensive counseling thing, and I feel like that is obviously taking me deeper. This running thing is, like, exposing things in me that I didn't know and, like, strengthened me that I didn't know. Yeah. And also just learning, going deeper in who God is also. It's, yeah. It's good. That's good. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing this. Thank we you. all thank the Lescos with me. Thank you so much. We love you, Annie. 
Oh, you guys, aren't they just the best? Okay, if they aren't already on your listen to and to be read list, be sure to add the Big Boo podcast. Hey, it's the Lesko's podcast. Levi's book, The Last Supper on the Moon, and Jenny's book, The Fight to Flourish. Listen, you are going to love all of those things. How much did you love just hearing from them? I know, I know, I know. Listen, give them all a follow on social media. Tell them thanks so much for coming on tour with us and for coming on the show today. And listen, if you were in Marietta or you were in Everett when we were there, I want you to share this episode with your people because you know how much fun we had. Let's let people hear at least the parts they're getting to hear on today's episode. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find when I'm back from my summer Sabbath. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me in August. <laughs> I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is a Coke Icy. Yes, it is my very favorite and I need it in my life. So y'all have a great weekend. Get some rest, rest hard and play hard this weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with another tour show featuring Dustin Nickerson and Jamie Ivey. We'll see y'all then.